You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your ear, coming to you during a game that I cannot watch because I refuse to give Facebook any indication that they're going to get anything off of me by hoarding Major League Baseball games from me. I am your host. I'm Ryan Andrews. Again, defiant in the face of the Zuckerberg. Uh, And, um, you know, we'll might as well give stat updates while we're doing this. It's already 2-0 Angels leading the Blue Jays as I record this, so... You know, it, it looks like it's going to be that kind of game in the closer. And speaking of closer, that's going to be a big topic on today's episode. Uh, we will get into that in the latter half of this program. But um, obviously, last night's game between the Blue Jays and Angels was another gut punch of a game to a Blue Jays base that really has taken more than its fair share. And I I don't know if they're going to get up. Uh, they Again, the carbon copy of the game against Oakland. Blue Jays had a lead the entire game. They were, they were coasting. It was 3-1. And the bullpen was not able to maintain that specifically Tyler Clippard was not able to maintain that um gave up four runs in the ninth and the Blue Jays lose 5-4 after a furious rally falls just short uh we're we're like I said we're going to talk about that in the latter half but it it's pretty easy to diagnose the problem that plagued the Blue Jays in last night's game, and it was control. Unsurprisingly, given the starter, um, Aaron Sanchez had five shutout innings. First shutout appearance for Aaron Sanchez in 2018, which is nice, but he walked five, was walking a tightrope the entire game. No, No one watching that from a Blue Jays perspective was going to be comfortable with it. And the problem just got exasperated in the ninth with Tyler Clippard. And I again, it it you get really frustrated when your team beats itself. And and that's that's all that was last night is the Blue Jays the Blue Jays finally beat themselves. And it it was again, it's something that the fan base almost expected it's something that has become common parlance with this blue jays team over the last 18 months you just like okay how are they going to lose this one like it it's this kind of capitals complex that has affected the entire fan base and again the problem is it was entirely predictable especially given who was on the mound tyler clippard the problem with him, as as brilliant as he had been all year, was that he was walking too many batters for a reliever. He had 12 going into last night's game. He offered three free passes to load the bases last night. And he got punished. Re- 
on a broken bat single by Shohei Otani. Where was Aaron Loop when he was needed? They used him in the seventh. They ended up needing him in the ninth. But again, an, another blown save second for Clippard since he's taken over the closing spot. But again, this just comes back to what the Blue Jays. I, actually, let's talk about this now. I was gonna I was gonna save it for the second half, but we'll talk about something else in the in the latter half here. Um, Tyler Clippard's not a prototypical closer in that he does rely on that fastball changeup combo, but when he can't locate it, it's very bad, as you see. Like, it's it just completely out of control. And the walks per nine have steadily risen with Tyler Clippard throughout his career. Uh, he's currently walking 5.4, issuing 5.4 walks per nine. It's the highest rate of his career since... Since his first season with the Nationals, when I believe he pitched in, like, yeah, he pitched in two games and was still considered a starter at that point. So, again, not not good, not someone you can rely on as a closer. And that opens up the question to, well, with the certain someone now banished from the club for obvious reasons and correct reasons... Toronto has to ask, who do you turn to in the ninth? And there are still a couple of candidates. So let's talk about them right quick. And now the the first candidate that a lot of Blue Jays fans are putting out there is Ryan Tapera. And it, it makes sense to put Tapera out there. He's currently the eighth inning guy. He's He's been on the back end for a couple years with this team. And while he's never never really had the chance to take the closing role with the Blue Jays. He has performed decently in the ninth inning when called upon. Um, now, you you have to cross-reference these for high-leverage situations, but in the ninth inning, he's made 33 career appearances in the ninth inning, and he has a 2.22 ERA and a strikeout-to-walk ratio of 3.5, which is pretty good. That's That's the kind of stats you want to see from your closer. Although, uh, whether or not he would be able to effortlessly move into that role would would remain to be seen. But Tapera does seem like he has the chops to be a closer. He has that overpowering fastball. Um, he does all, he does offer that that breaking slider, and and he he has that prototypical closer makeup. So Tapera could get the first opportunity, especially given the way the Blue Jays bullpen has kind of shaken out this year. Although I personally would like to see Sung Hwan Oh be given the closers role. First of all, the nickname alone. Um, you can't have the final boss coming in in the sixth inning. Final boss needs to be final boss. And I would love to see Oh back there. And he's been a closer for forever. Like since he, he became a professional pitcher back in Korea, he has been the closer. He's been the guy who who is called upon to finish the games and and that's in his makeup and that's again you you want someone with that kind of mentality back there cuz you need you need someone who's who's unafraid of the situation when you saw when you saw oh staring down mike trout near the end it didn't look like the nerves were there at all sung Juan oh looked at the best player in baseball and was just steel 
which is great. Now, he challenged Trout, and Trout hit that single into left, and then uh, the Blue Jays got a great play from Curtis Granderson there, which we can talk about in the latter half. But he he challenged Trout. He he got a non-home run result, which is nice. But he, he's someone who does not shy away from it, and he's someone who looks like he's recaptured the form that he had when he was one of the best closers in the league with St. Louis in 2016. However, I think the thing that hampers O in this is that John Gibbons prefers to use O as that kind of floater, like like sort of an Andrew Miller type, a guy who comes in in the sixth or the seventh, like to face the best hitters on a team and, and just kind of deliver when needed. So I'm not sure if John Gibbons wants to shackle O to the ninth inning. And and I know I'm not alone in in wanting O to be the ninth inning guy. Um what Keegan Matheson posited this last night um after the Clippard blow up saying he would prefer O to get the first shot at it. And I've known Keegan for a while. He's a very smart gentleman and I agree with his assessment. But depending on how this Blue Jays bullpen is constructed, it it's looking like Tapera would probably get get that opportunity. And I know Blue Jays fans would be happy with that. And and honestly, I can't be unhappy with with Tapera sliding into that closing role. But you know, it, the fact the fact is what it is that the Blue Jays have been put in this position by a starting rotation that has failed to go deep, that has tired arms that. You know, they they had a certain amount to give, and just Gibbons has had to go to him over and over again. And, you know, it we see the results of it. We've seen the results of it the past couple of series, that the bullpen can't be that remarkable anymore. There was going to be a regression to the mean, and we're finally seeing it. So, it will be interesting to see who the Blue Jays turn to the next time they have a save opportunity. It's not looking like it's going to be in this game. Just the way things have started against Marco Estrada. But, hey, the Blue Jays were almost able to score runs in the night before. They may be able to do it again. And we can talk about what happened last night right after this. Okay, so there there are a couple things that Curtis Granderson did in last night's game that got the internet talking. And the first, first we'll, we'll talk about the good. We'll we'll talk about the good, because uh, again, that play that Curtis Granderson made from left field to save a run in the seventh inning was was remarkable for me. Like I I admitted this on Twitter when I put it out there that I would have thrown for home. I would have seen a catcher trying to get to home, and I would have thought, okay, I'm gonna nail this lumbering bugger, but. Granderson and and it's debated whether or not he had an assist from Kevin Pillar on this play. Which if he did, you know that's a that's another tip tip of the hat to Kevin Pillar, who again one of the best defensive center fielders in the league. But Granderson turning and firing, catching Cole Calhoun advancing to third, which I guarantee you Cole Calhoun was thinking the same thing I was thinking that Granderson was going to home and that he would just be able to advance on the play. But the fact that the outfield was aware enough to catch Calhoun moving towards third and use him to get the out at home was a a remarkable heads up play that 
I, I'm not, again, I'm not sure a younger outfielder would have been able to do it, but the combination of Granderson and Pilar being, being that aware of the situation was able to turn that around and get a very nice play on the, in the books. Unfortunately, the tables were turned in the top, or sorry. Unfortunately, the tables were turned in the bottom of the ninth when it was Granderson who was running on Cole Calhoun. And let's talk about that play because that play got a lot of stick for a lot of people online. Um, Again, uh, runners on second and third. Uh, Gibbons goes to the bench, calls on Kendris Morales to hit for Devin Travis, which which at that point was, was a bit questionable for people because Devin Travis had hit a home run. It looked like he was back. Yeah, but he also struck out, and you cannot afford a strikeout in that situation. So Kendris came up to take his shot, and again, I don't know what Kendris Morales has done. I guess those glasses were kryptonite or something, but he rocked that ball from Blake Parker, and I I thought it was going out. Um, the base runners, they thought it was staying in the park, and like Mike Trout and Cole Calhoun were both right there. To make a play. If that did not bounce off the top of the wall, it would have been an out. And it it might have been a better situation because the Blue Jays would have would have had runner on third and one down. But it was off the top of the wall. I do not fault Kendris Morales at all for looking at that, because I thought that sucker was out. And Kendris thought that sucker was out. And again, Looking at the speed of the Angels outfielders, Trout and Calhoun were right there. It was going to be no guarantee that Morales would make it to second, even if he was going at full Kendris Morales speed. So I do not fault him for that being a single. At the same time, I can't fault Granderson for going for home there. Like, he he saw Smith Jr. there. Yes, he had to tag up on, on that play. And... When when you're when you're doing that, that does take a bit of the head of steam out of there. That's that's what you have to do with none out. You have to make sure you don't run into a double play like Shohei Otani almost did on that Kevin Pillar catch earlier in the game. So Granderson made the right call in in staying put at second and tagging up because he had no way of being sh- assured that that was going to go out. However, Curtis Granderson is 35. Yankees Granderson probably would have scored on that play. Tigers Granderson would have scored on that play. Blue Jays Granderson, again, I see why you would go for it. But knowing that Kendris Morales was hitting in the nine slot and that you had T. Oscar Hernandez and Josh Donaldson going up, I probably would have held. But again, I am not Luis Rivera. And this becomes a another problem with Rivera in that he continually sends these guys. He's he's very aggressive sending runners to home, but just time and time again, it's not paying off. The Blue Jays do not have that much speed. They have to play this kind of station-to-station ball, and I don't think Luis Rivera gets that. He's, he's banking on players just being so wildly online, but you have to know your targets you have to know who you're facing and guys like Cole Calhoun who have won gold they've they're gold glove winners guys like that you can't run guys like Mike Trout you can't run upon 
And I I don't know what the solution is there. Rivera missed some time for his graduation. I'm not sure he can continue to be at third base. Although I'm not sure Tim Leeper is the solution either. I Again, there, there has to be some kind of reassessment with the Blue Jays when it comes to speed and being able to send people there. But I understand why the aggressive nature has been there because of the Blue Jays' struggles on offense, but it, it you have to play smart baseball. You can't be this riverboat gambler, especially when you have players who can't really make it happen with their legs and can't reliably get get the kind of hits you need. You you have to play smart baseball when when you're like that, and I'm not sure the Blue Jays have been doing it, and it's cost them at least a couple games this season already. It'll remain to be seen if it costs them another one. All right, I'm getting sad talking about that game, so let's just move forward, and, and hopefully the Blue Jays can try and do something. It's 3 nothing now for the Blue Jays after an Albert Pujols RBI, so, you know, Marco's looking good today. We'll talk about Marco tomorrow with... Uh, with you fine folks on Fran Friday, of course. So if you have any comments or or questions you want in on there, I'll I'll be on Twitter later today, you know, uh, willing to talk about it. So send me those. And yeah, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Blue Jays. I do this for you guys, so I'm thankful y'all turn tune in. This has been your host Ryan Andrews. And y'all take care.